Open Door I was feeling a little down the other day. I wasn't dealing with anything particularly daunting. Really, things were quite good. It happens, though. They're just those days we don't feel quite like ourselves. We imagine it doesn't happen to other people. We have friends who always seem positive. We look at social media posts that depict these seemingly perfect lives, and we feel like the only ones in the world who have off days. Sometimes, when I'm talking to a student, or someone reaches out through one of these media endeavors, I think people have that perception of me. They might think I don't have down days, but I do. Maybe there are some people out there who are just happy and chipper and bubbly all the time, but that's not me. I tend to be quite calm. I'm passionate about the things I do, and I don't have a lot of low moments. But it's an ongoing process. We forget that sometimes. Our psyche is a garden that needs constant tending. It's taken time and effort to get to a place where my lows aren't that low, where the down days are few and far between, where I rebound quickly, and I'll still hit a funk now and again. If anything, on the day to which I'm referring, I suppose there were two things I might have let affect my mood. First, my children were gone on vacation with their mother and their stepfamily. That's certainly not a bad thing. During the summer, the kids get some vacation time with their mom and they get some vacation time with me. They're fortunate to go to new places and experience new things. Still, I miss them when they're gone. I miss them each day we're not together. A week gets long. The other thing that might have contributed to my general malaise was thinking about some recently graduated students who are preparing to head off to college. To understand that, it's probably worth noting that I teach all 6th through 12th grade visual arts in my school district. I also teach high school character and leadership class. I coach middle school and high school sports, and I work with athletes in the weight room year-round. The point is, depending on class schedules and extracurricular activities, I might spend 10, 20, 30 hours a week with some students for several years. My own children get to be around middle school and high school students in the art room before and after school, in the weight room, on the football field, and at track. Those older students sort of adopt my kids and become something of surrogate older siblings. It's a beautiful way to grow up, so far as I'm concerned. Beyond all that, we spend a lot of time in my classes talking about hopes and dreams and fears and life. I can't say I have a strong individual connection with every single student who walks into my room, but I certainly care about each of them. Anyway, this particular group of recent graduates has been kind of a special group for me. I started working with them as 7th graders before I picked up 6th grade art and several have been with me ever since. Specifically, this class had a core group of young women who really elevated our art program. They were incredibly successful artists. The group won many individual awards for their work, and they were dedicated. They even remodeled part of the art room for a May term project one year. Plus, they were just always around. Most took multiple art classes and my character and leadership class. 
They were in my seminar or homeroom, and a few of them swung by the classroom every morning to start the school day. They've been tremendous role models for my children, especially my daughter. They've thrown little group Christmas parties before winter break. They've hung up pictures to make the art room feel more like home, and we can't forget about the French toast and piñatas. Yep, the group had many a French toast breakfast together, and it became something of a tradition in our homeroom to celebrate any small achievement or milestone with a piñata. We've had a lot of fun together over the years, and we've had some emotional moments too. I've often thought of this group of young ladies as practice daughters. I've been around them through their entire middle school and high school journey. I've been able to watch them grow up in many ways, and I've learned a lot of things that I suspect will help me survive my own daughter when she reaches that stage of her life. For instance, as it turns out, teenage girls will occasionally get stressed out and cry about things. That's good to know. Even beyond all that, though, some people hold special places in our lives because of the timing of our interactions with them. I started teaching these girls in the fall of 2013. That November, I started facing a series of physical health problems I have written about before. Over the next few years, those students were around while I faced physical pain and illness, while I had numerous hospital visits and tests and procedures and surgeries, when I got divorced and moved houses. They were a part of my life through many challenges. To be clear, I certainly believe in professional boundaries. I love teaching. I hold the profession in high esteem, and I try to dedicate myself to the integrity such a position demands. That is to say, I wasn't involving my students in these life experiences, and we certainly weren't hanging out on the weekends or anything like that. All I'm saying is when I was going through something difficult, I still had... Amongst many other wonderful things, a job I love, and students who are positively impacting me. That brings me back to my original point. On that down day to which I'm referring, I just let myself stay in a funk. Typically, I'm pretty active from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. I try to immediately set my state of mind for the day. I almost always read a little philosophy as soon as I get up. I often do breathing exercises and meditate. However, the first thing I did that morning was scroll through social media. I'm not really sure why. I rarely spend much time on social media. I don't even particularly enjoy the experience. Still, I just mindlessly skim through post after post. The rest of the day was about like that. I might have done some trivial little task around the house... Then I'd be ten rungs down the YouTube ladder, aimlessly clicking away at suggested videos. That happens sometimes, too. We know we're in a funk, but instead of doing the work to break out, we lean in. We identify counterproductive behaviors, but we do them all the same. I knew I wasn't doing myself any favors by languishing about, but I continued to do so. I allowed myself to feel lazy and insignificant. However, by the end of the day, I felt better. That evening, I received a kind email from a former student. The message was unexpected and greatly appreciated. It had been a while since I had spent much time working directly with the student who sent the message. And after responding, 
I realized she was the fifth former student I had heard from that day. The other four correspondences weren't quite as unexpected. I had a text from a former football player who will often send me something related to our shared affinity for weightlifting and Rocky movies, and I heard from a couple of the aforementioned young women who had spent so much time together in the art room. Still, I thought, what a wonderful gift. I'm fortunate to hear from former students. I don't typically hear from five in one day, but I have the pleasure of hearing from some here and there. Plus, I don't do much communicating through social media, so those interactions usually take the form of one-to-one texts, emails, phone calls, or face-to-face chats. As an educator, it is comforting to feel there was some sort of connection made that extends beyond the time a student spent in the classroom. I don't mention any of those student connections to make it seem like I'm doing anything great as a teacher. I don't think I am. I only mention them to illustrate that all people have the power to positively impact the lives of others. I constantly feel as though I'm learning more from my students than I'm teaching them. My students inspire me and lift my spirits all the time. I have had many instances where I felt disillusioned by life just to have an interaction with a student or a former student lift my spirits. I don't have education all figured out. I just care about my students, and I try to let them know that. My only real point is to say that when we open our hearts to others, we let love out, but we also keep the doorway open for love to come in. We're all entitled to our bad days, but if we put love into the world, it will come back to us, even if it's in unexpected ways. I am quite sure of that. I get to experience that reality with my current students and former students all the time. I hope I positively impact their lives, but I know they impact mine. We all have that power, no matter our circumstances or shortcomings. We can break others out of a funk. We can empower those around us. We can put love into the world and we can rest assured it will come back to us. We just have to open our hearts. Thank you.